Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 652. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've um, got songs, I've got um, letters, and I've got uh, a message from God's Word. A message that will help you for sure to know exactly how to enter the kingdom of heaven and to stay out of hell. Right now, let's pray. Father, this is so good to know how to, uh, your instructions is for our benefit. It's um, to learn how to be a person that is uh, devoted ourselves unto you for our own benefit. You have it made. You're there, and you're just in your mercy telling us how to enter the kingdom of God. That is the most uh, wonderful God on earth and in heaven and throughout the universe. So it's the mercy of your Lord that uh, causes us and tells us to present our bodies as living sacrifice. Uh, you're telling us that we must be disciplined we must ourselves discipline ourselves to be in your body. Otherwise, we cannot, absolutely, positively cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I pray that you anoint the service. Give whatever it is that you want and destroy the works of Satan and uh, open up millions of doors for us, Lord. Hundreds of millions of doors. You're God. You're the God of all flesh. You're the God of the entire universe. You can give us whatever we ask for. We've been healed, and we have that. And we ask for you to, to let everybody receive enough faith to receive their healing. If they're not being healed, it's only because of the fact that they don't have the faith to be healed. You're the God that can do everything, and anything that you say that you can do, you can do. And there's no point for us to blame you for anything that's going on. If you took somebody out into eternity, Lord, you knew that it was the right time for them to go out into eternity. If you're letting people live, it's because you want them to be saved before they go out into eternity. Lord God, I ask that you let everybody sing that song to themselves. Have your own way, Lord. Have thine own way, your own way, Lord, in me. Let me lead me, guide me, and direct me. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now here is, um, this is myself along with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. Uh, my very favorite quartet. Uh, and I love also the um, other quartets. Uh, here we are to sing for you, Joshua Fit the Battle. Joshua Fit the Battle around Jericho, around Jericho. 
Jericho. Well, Joshua fit the battle round Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. God knows that Joshua fit the battle round Jericho, around Jericho, Jericho. Well, Joshua fit the battle round Jericho, when the walls come tumbling down. Good morning, Sister Mary. Good morning, Brother John. Well, I want to stop and talk with you and tell you how I come along. I know you've heard about Joshua. He was the son of Nun. He never stopped his work until well, until his work was done. God knows that Joshua beat the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. You may talk about your men of Gideon. You may brag about the men of Saul. But there's a man like Joshua in the battle of Jericho. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Go, 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 Joshua, go, 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 the battle and go, 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 Jericho, 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 you may talk about your men of Gideon, you may brag about the king of Saul, but there's none like Joshua in the battle of Jericho. Well, they tell me that yonder Joshua's spear was a well-night trolley long, and upon his hip was a double-edged sword, and his mouth was a gospel horn. Yet bold and brave he stood salvation in his hand. Go broke and ran home, Joshua tried cause the devil can't do you no harm, God knows that. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Go blow and ram home, Joshua cut goes the bottle can't do you no harm. Then the lamb ram sheep horns begin to blow, the trumpets begin to sound. Then Joshua shouted, Glory! And the walls came tumbling down, God knows that Joshua beat the battle round Jericho, 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 well, Joshua beat the battle round Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. All right, praise the Lord. All right, Sharon, you have some letters. Where's the first one from? From Ghana, Africa. All right, let's hear what they say. Dear Tony Alamo, greetings of peace, love, and joy of the Lord be with you and your ministry in Jesus' name. I thank you very much for the parcel you sent me with a good number of literature for distribution among people in my village. It has been useful to every individual who received it. May God richly bless you. Pastor, I did exactly what I was expected to do by distributing the word to people, and the people were receiving the good news with a high rate of demand. Moreover, the more I read your literature, the more I understand the word of the Almighty God. You have a very significant impact on our righteous living and our desire for more of his word. So I urge you to keep on sending your literature, which I'm so eager to read and distribute to people. Tony, what I am saying is that the distribution of your literature in general has helped to change and win souls for Christ. I would be happy if your ministry could send me Bibles, Messiah books, and videotapes of your preaching. May the Lord continue to be with you in Jesus' name. I hope to hear from you soon. Yours faithfully, Jacob Boateng from Afrom Plains, Ghana, Africa. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, we have a lot of videotapes, but I waited too long to have them reproduced again. And a lot of them are sticking. We were on TV for 10 years. 
um, clear across the United, all over the United States of America and into other countries as well. And we're the ones that the different uh, TV programs emulate, but they they do it the way that we uh, uh, appeared, but they don't preach it the way that we did. And uh, so, in other words, before Stu and I went on the air, we uh, came out, uh, you know, Hollywood looking. We had uh, suits and ties. Uh, I had ties that matched Susie'd pick them out for me. And shirts, and, uh, you know, we looked real Hollywood. It was, uh, they called us the Glamour uh, Ministry, however, Susie would preach hellfire and brimstone till you could feel it coming up from the floorboards. Then also, uh, so we uh, did all that, but uh, those tapes are not in that good of condition anymore. We uh, we spent a lot of money trying to get them back, but a lot of them stick, so I don't know whether we'll send you any of those. All right, do you have another letter, uh, Sharon? Yes. From okay, let's e- hear where, who's, where's it from. It's from Edo State, Nigeria. Okay, let's hear it. Your ministry saved my life from hell. Please send me a holy Bible, CDs, and a T-shirt, extra large. I shall forever be committed to Jesus Christ because of your great messages in print and tapes. Donatus Aza from Edo State, Nigeria. Okay, now, I've been talking about how Satan obscures the way that we're supposed to be in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So he hides how to, uh, for us to get into heaven, and he uh, uh, causes distractions. I mean, when you go in to pray to the Lord, you'll see, oh, the phone will ring, or... Uh, something will happen, and the thing that I would suggest that you do when the phone rings is just say, just let it ring and take it off the hook or something, because you've got to contact God. And you know that every second of the day, Satan is doing everything that he can to hide or to obscure or put out of focus or to blur the way into heaven. This is uh, what Satan does. That's his job. Uh, but the only method, there's only one method that God has made or has devised. Um, Satan must try to hide from you in every way he does. And the closer you get to God, the more he's going to try to hide it. A lot of things will happen in your life to disturb you, to distract you. That's what, what this government is all about. And the news media, this world government... Uh, that is run by the Pope, and the media is run by the Pope as well, and uh, the government. They do everything in their power to keep your mind on paperwork and all the different other things that the Lord never said that we had to do, that we are to do. But, you know, in these last days, it's getting worse, and Satan is magnifying himself, uh, so we being many, in, we are in one body. We have to have the same mind as Christ. We have to be in that one body. I'm reading still from the 12th chapter of Romans, and this is verse 5. I read it uh, yesterday. but this. Um, so if we're in one body, say, for instance, and we have a wife, and the wife is... Uh, 
uh, trying to do everything in her power to cause a man uh, to be distracted from the Lord. Well, what she's uh, trying to do, as Satan is doing through her, is distracting you, uh, getting things out of focus. And then sometimes men, uh, they, uh, the Bible says we have to love our wives. We have to love them. And that means that we have to keep the command. Love, when we're talking God talk, love doesn't mean having sex uh, or to... uh, um, What other version it is that your worldly version of love is. But the Bible talk is that love is the keeping of God's commandments. So you really have to keep the commandments before your wife. Otherwise, she's going to lose all sorts of, uh, she's not going to have any respect for you. And if she loses respect, she's going to look for it in somebody else. And if she begins looking for it in somebody else, then she's out of whack with the Lord. She's out of um, uh, the body of Christ. And by you not loving her or keeping the commandments before her, you're out of the body of Christ. Because we're one body, this says. Verse 5, so we being many are one body. Our body doesn't uh, war against itself. In other words, I don't hit myself in the face. I don't uh, try to destroy myself. So I have to keep the commandments of the Lord in order for me to remain in the body and also for my wife to remain in the body. And there's a letter that came in, it's talking, complaining about the man's wife, and then I get her side of the story, and um, she sounds more right than he does, because I know of his disposition. I know what he's all about. And when people, a husband is uh, not responding to his wife, or loving her, or raising the children properly, then she loses respect for him as well. So we being many are one body. And so we're one body in Christ, it says. Okay, well, Christ doesn't fight himself. And he doesn't fight his own people. He reproves them and he rebukes them, but he does it in a way that we still, uh, we're not going to stumble. He uplifts us while he's rebuking and reproving us. And some people say, well, I'm just going to move out of the house and uh, go to the brother's dorm and be away from That's not one body with Christ. That's not one body in Christ. And everyone is members. Um, Everyone are members one of another. So how can we fight our own body? You've got to realize what the Word of God says and then comply with it. Conform. Conform yourself into Christ. Make yourself be like him because uh, we, being many, are one body. And if we're not doing what Christ says, well, then we're out of the body. And that's one out-of-the-body experience that you don't want to experience. That's just, uh, you don't want to do that. Because you must be in the body of Christ in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. 
So we're one body, we being many, are one body in Christ. And so uh, Christ gets along with himself and the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we have to get along with people. Now, not Satan, of course, we're never going to uh, get along with him. We have to love uh, no man can serve God and Satan. No man can serve two masters. We must love the one and hate the other. So if you're loving Satan, then you hate the Lord. If you're wanting to move out of the house with your wife instead of being a strong example to her, if she's seen you throw your son's or your daughter's souls, she has no more respect for you. And so you're going to have to build up respect. Coming home and putting on an act of humility and being humble, she's seen that act before many times. And uh, the husband has seen that act many times before. So instead of trying to make yourself look good and to build yourself up with your own words, what's happening is that there's lust in you. And there's no lust in Christ at all. So we're one body in Christ. So we being many, there's many of us. And so there's so many of us that we have to learn to get along together. Because you see that uh, the uh, army, the navy, the marines, the secular powers, these uh, powers that are in the world, they respond to each other favorably. They do exactly what the president uh, wants them to do. And the president does exactly what the Pope wants them to do. Because they're all of a false religion. And they're out to kill people. But we Christians, uh, being many, are uh, we must be like Christ. We are one body and one body only in Christ Jesus. Now, if we're not in Christ Jesus, how can you possibly expect to get into the kingdom of heaven? And to say at the last minute, oh, Lord, forgive me. I know I've been wrong. I did this. I know that. And to be a slob. No, it's more serious than that. And every one members one of another. Verse 6, having then gifts differing. All of us have different gifts from the Lord. I prayed for mine because Susie left. I re uh, relied on her to do all the preaching and the teaching and everything. And never realizing that God would take her away. And I wasn't prayed up enough. I wasn't uh, read up enough. I hadn't seeked the Lord enough because I uh, surrendered. I just felt totally relaxed at her doing all those things. And then God took her away. And I thought, oh, my God. I mean, here's this whole church. And all these supernatural experiences I've had, and I've just been kicking back and doing my own thing, so to speak. I would do, you know, what I had to do. Susie would say, build buildings and so on, and I'd do that. But she thought I was reading and praying and doing all these things, but I was relying on her. And that's what a lot of people are doing in the church. They're relying on a pastor 
on a pastor to get them into the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible tells us that we all have an office. And we all have to get along together and we have to help one another. Because uh, the people out in the world, I mean, it's so sinister out there. Uh, There's a videotape on my website that shows the people that are uh, slaughtering the people at Waco, uh, that they're setting Waco up. It shows uh, these three or four men getting up on this roof, and then two or three of them are sneaking into the window. And the last guy, who is supposed to be uh, a marshal, he takes his machine gun and starts firing uh, it into the room and killing his buddies. In the interim, one of the bullets from one of his buddies, and they're supposed to be buddies, uh, went through the wall and hit him on the helmet, and he passed out for a couple of seconds. But then he came to and got up and slid down the ladder. He knew he killed those people, and that was meant to blame it on uh, David Koresh and his people. But uh, it was them that did it. They are making Christians look like we're like you weasels out there. And believe me, every one of you that have common sense, you know how corrupt the government is. I mean, and they're starting to grin about it and laugh about it. But um, having uh, different gifts, this is not the gift of the Holy Spirit to kill your buddies and to try to frame Christians to make it look like they're as evil as you uh, fatherless children, meaning bastards, are. You're bastards, and uh, you know, think about it for a while, because we're not supposed to just cruise through life listening to ungodly pastors or the Pope or your ungodly ministers. We're supposed to be, and we are accountable to the Lord, having because uh, the Lord gives different gifts of the Holy Spirit to people, having then gifts differing one from another. We all have different gifts according to the grace that is given to us. The um, power, God gives us power, and that's to do, to have gifts whether prophecy if we're prophets then don't be concentrating on what your pastor says because more than likely he's a false pastor or your minister because more than likely i mean most of them that i've seen and people tell me are false uh, preachers and teachers and evangelists so whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Okay, so has your proportion of faith gotten to the point of where you can receive a gift from the Lord? If you're in a church where there's a dynamic minister, a preacher, a teacher, evangelist, not one that's popular with the world where there's like a, a 40,000 people, like they, they go to the Pope, 40,000 appeared. I want you to know that uh, we receive 179,000 people a week, uh, ranging from 60,000, 70,000 to 225,000 are in my uh, 
or my audience every week. But that is neither here nor there. Because, but one thing about it is when they're hearing from me, it's not like you're hearing from the Pope. Now, the Pope and these different people that are false prophets on television that call themselves newscasters, all they know is they're just reading and they have their opinions and they're wrong, all their opinions. Uh, because, you know, some of them can seem right, but when you dig right down to the bottom of it, there are they are Catholics. So we have to prophesy the right way according to the proportion of faith. Well, is your faith built up enough to read the Bible yourself and get out of it what it really is saying? Or do you want to listen to the world government, the false prophet, at the uh, all the different false religions combined, which is headed by the Vatican, or the uh, magazines that you see on the newsstand? Verse 7. Or we have a different ministry. Let us wait on our ministering. In other words, we all have a ministry in the body of Christ. There's just one body of Christ. Some people think, well, I've learned enough now, so I'm going to leave the body of Christ. But the Bible says for you not to do that. Because once you leave the place that you've been called into, you're not in the body of Christ anymore. You've believed uh, some backsliders that have decided to go away. Some of them homosexuals, they want to go back into that kind of lifestyle or uh, to be on drugs or whatever. But um, the Lord wants us to be in the ministry and let us wait on our uh, ministering. I mean, I don't want to say anything to you unless it's the Holy Spirit. The words that I'm reading to you are the Holy Spirit, and they are life for you. Or he that teacheth, let him um, wait on the Lord. Wait on our teaching, our ability to teach. Now, I always thought that, you know, when I'm teaching people something, uh, and it says in the Bible for you to pass that on to your children and your children's children. But I found out after several years that these people are not teaching the young Christians that are coming into the church, and they're not teaching anybody. They clam up, and they think that that's smart. This is a, a very fast way to get yourself on the way to hell. Because... We're responsible for one body. If we're Christ, if Christ is in us and we're in him, then we want to tell everybody about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. But you don't talk about anything except different events that are happening in the world, different TV programs, screaming your stupid heads off over half-baked talent on um, just the different programs and so on, or people that are just egomaniacs and they wanted to become this or that in the world rather than to be this or that in the Lord. Verse 8, Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. Well, when I uh, found out that the people in the church were not exhorting one to another or teaching one another, 
I cried out to the Lord, and it happened so fast, and the answer came back so fast, it made my, <laughs> I almost got dizzy. I said, Lord, they're not teaching the baby Christians. They're not teaching the people in the world. All they do is tell people, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. They, Lord, the word of God is not quickened into them. Uh, they're not part of your body. They're not teaching other people the things that they learn. They're learning not to, uh, to for what? For what reason? Why are they learning? Why are they listening to these tapes? Why are they reading the Bible? Uh, they're supposed to be reading it so that they can be workmen approved by you to help other people to know what your uh, instructions are unto eternal life. But they're not doing this. And the Lord said, you teach them. And I said, Lord, he wanted me to write a new piece of literature every month. And that usually takes me around a month or two. And sometimes I'll be distracted. I'll think of some other message and I'll start on that. And I must have at least two, three, four, five hundred messages that are partially written. And I says, if I teach them, how am I going to go to the church? No, he says, teach everybody in the world. Get on the air. Get on the air. And so I said, yes, Lord. And that's why I'm there. Now, the Lord likes the way I teach. And you people of the devil don't like the way I teach. But God likes it, and you don't. Okay, well, if God likes it, who cares what you want? Because you're going to be roasting forever in hell, in the lake of fire, because you hate the word of God. I'm not preaching what Tony wrote. I'm teaching what I write out of the Bible. This is verse 8. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. So the people in the church do not exhort. At least at that time they weren't. There's some of them that are doing more now, but there's still a bunch of them that just think that it's fine to go down the street and get a... Uh, chicken sandwich or something and to coffee and sit and talk and laugh and joke and jive. This is not the gospel that I'm preaching. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. I don't remember who uh, the Lord uh, I give things to, but I give things. And I just, I don't think of it as any big deal. It's just keeping the commandment of the Lord. That's the big deal about it, is to do what the Lord says. Because we're one body, and somebody can't be stingy uh, in the body of Christ. And so, and you can't give too much either. I always seek the Lord. So this person wants 1,000 Bibles. Lord, how many should I send them? And the Lord will tell me, 10. Because some of the people in uh, different countries get the Bibles, and they're selling them over there for $50 a piece, and I'm giving it away for free, and they're selling it, and this is what I don't want to have anything to do with. I don't have anything to do with that. He that ruleth with diligence. Now, a lot of people, they don't want to get around me because I'm diligent. They don't want to report things to me because they know I'm going to diligently seek into it, and I'm going to give everybody an opportunity 
to uh, let their side of the story be heard as well. And then I'm going to seek the Lord on it. I diligently do that, folks. He that showeth mercy with uh, cheerfulness. Now, a lot of people will think when Tony throws somebody out of the church, is that merciful? Yes, it's merciful to the rest of the people because some people come into my church thinking that they're going to teach the people in the church. No, I'm the teacher here. If you're coming into my church to stay, you're coming here to learn, not teach. Okay, because the Lord made sure that I know that. Don't let anybody do that because I'm not crazy at all. I don't really like a lot of the doctrine. I don't know people's doctrine. You can't come into my church and start spewing up your mouth because or instructing people. There's actually women in my church that try to instruct different sisters in the church, and they're instructing them the wrong way. One of the people in the church fell away, uh, and uh, I knew there was something wrong, so I sent one of the sisters, a couple of sisters over to the house to ransack it. And when we did, there was uh, prescription drugs in there, and we believe in healing. And there was like a whole garbage bag full, half of a garbage bag full of another contraband that we don't allow in the church. So I put her out because she'd been doing this off and on for years and told me she's not doing it anymore. And so I had uh, enough of that. And so she was put out. And then there's uh, bleeding hearts in the church. I caught a letter to uh, one of her daughters oh you've gone through so much no the girl hadn't gone through so much i'm the one that went through it for years and if there's an aiken in the camp i don't know if you've listened to the message about aiken then the whole ministry is going to suffer for it and i put the filthy devil out of the church and then uh, this one woman in the church who had to be put out before started bleeding. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. And everything. no, if uh, Jesus, if his own brothers or his mother, Mary, didn't keep the commandments, he would say, "What have I to do with thee, woman? Or what have I to do with you, false brethren?" Beware of false brethren and false hags in the church that think it's their place to start instructing people rather than me that God called to do it. They don't, when they instruct people, they instruct them the wrong way. And so, you know, even baby Christians, it's the most dangerous time in their lives. Anytime from after they've been in the church for one year to about five years, they start thinking that they've arrived that they have really become somebody. And really, God has not called them to instruct people. Uh, they have a pastor here, myself, that they could come and ask questions with. And I like to obey the commandment. And what is that commandment? Uh, that, um, let's see, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. I'm the exhorter. And giveth, let him give. But here's the one right here. He that showeth mercy, uh, let love be without dissimulation. 
Okay, she doesn't keep the commandments. She's dissimulated. The one that brought in drugs into the church, which we are absolutely against drugs. The government knows that. We preach against drugs, a homosexual or some woman coming in to teach. The Bible says, suffer not a woman to teach or to instruct my flock. Because if they do it again, I'm going to put them out. Let love, the keeping of God's commandments, be without dissimulation. She's not keeping God's commandments. She's always dissimulated. Abhor that which is evil. I abhor it. Can't you tell it in my voice? Cleave to that which is good. God said, you teach them, not this hag. And so, therefore, that's why when somebody starts doing that or saying, I'm the one that led you to the Lord, uh, I'm still the teacher. I'm still the one that's in charge of that because the Lord told me to teach you because you're not doing it anyway. There's women in the church that uh, they went out on the streets and they were witnessing to them and they bring them into the church and they say, you're mine to teach this other woman. And no, what she did is she went on the streets and taught them what I said, and then all of a sudden she's saying that she won her to the Lord. Yes, by what God taught me and what I told her, and then she's saying, I won her soul. No, you didn't. It was the Holy Spirit uh, that told me what to tell you and you went and polyparroted it to the people on the street, which is fine. That's what you're supposed to do. But don't be splitting the church up or dissimulating the body of Christ and saying that you're now her pastor within my church. We had people, I had a store in Nashville called the Alamo of Nashville. It was the, uh, probably the number one clothing store so far as uh, glitzy, uh, theatrical clothing is, or uh, just everyday clothing as well that we had there. And there was a person that was in the church that opened his own business. This happened with the Millers and this happened with Bob Kitchener and it happened with several others. And somebody told me he's using your phones in this place and enormous phone bills to do his own business. And he's keeping the money for himself. No. The Bible says you're supposed to bring the money to the head of the church and that he will disperse it to people that have need. We just got a bill for $58,000 for a woman that I sent to the hospital to get operated on. She had to have a heart, uh, these stems put into her heart and uh, had a lot of damage to her heart. And it costs around $57,000, $58,000. These... Johnny come lately and these hags in the church. Uh, if she's the pastor, then why doesn't she pay the $58,000? I mean, you've got some people that, uh, you know, they really don't um, have any couth. They have no cool whatsoever. They're just slobs that really should be put out of the church. And I told them, and I instructed them, and I've warned them never to do it again. Otherwise, if it's got to be God's way in this church or the highway, get out. 
So I do abhor that which is evil because anybody that tries to take over anybody's position, like this scripture is saying, everybody has their own office. These women had no right to be uh, the teachers in the church. That's not their position. My position is to teach and to preach and to write and to uh, win souls and to not only that, that's uh, just part of it. I'm a pa the pastor also. People call up complaining about their wives, uh, some of their husbands, and I have to seek the Lord on which one of these is right because one of the two of them is lying for sure. And I don't know where people get the guts, especially one of them, their sisters done homosexual things, and they just uh, exalt themselves. Their dad fell away from their Lord, uh, the Lord, and their mother fell away from the Lord. And they sit there pompous like they are somebody. Actually, there are nobodies in the church, and I caught her instructing in the false way, uh, a horrible way, this uh, girl that was in the church, and she was the daughter of the man whose wife had all this half of a big garbage bag full of narcotics. I burned, I had the, the sisters, I believe, was one that burned all that stuff. And uh, so this uh, is the only case of this uh, in the church. The others, when they want to um, to do these kind of things, they leave the church. And they're going to become uh, false accusers because they need money for drugs. So they say, we'll say all kinds of these evil things about Tony Alamo and his church because uh, if you'll give us money. And so that's what they do. Uh, there was uh, here in Los Angeles a man that was in our church that was a jailhouse snitch. And he used to snitch things to the district attorney. His name was Lewis Tackwood, and he was in our church. He was a black man and, you know, pretending to be a Christian. And then all of a sudden he got saved. Then he confessed to me that the district attorney of Los Angeles planted him into the church and wanted him to say all manner of evil things about us and so that they could easily close down the church. Now, these dumb heads, these thick heads, they don't know these things because they're not spiritual. They're not deep. They don't know any of the things. And it's quite a job, you know, when you're being hit by government and uh, media and the Pope, and then you've got these devils inside the church that uh, don't know anything that's going on, and yet they say, you know, listen to me, not to Tony. No, really, the only one that really knows what's going on in this church all the way around, is uh, myself. And when people, uh, the only time I know everything is when people report everything to me. And that's their reasonable duty. That's their office in the church to do that. And if you're faithful, like Joshua was faithful, then when Moses, God took Moses out of the way, he gave the, uh, the, uh, the uh, charge of uh, Israel to Joshua. God gave this office to me, not you. All of you people, you people in the world too, are 
I'm going to receive what the Lord tells me that you're going to receive. So believe that. I'm not about to be telling you something that's wrong. Uh, this woman that's writing letters and instructing my people in the church, she doesn't even know what day it is. And uh, so I just tore the letter up when I saw it because I had already taken care of the matter. She's settled in now, knows that her mother is uh, of the devil. And you say, of the devil just because she takes drugs? Yes, of the devil because, you know, the government would love to find narcotics and drugs in the church and close the whole thing down. It would hit headlines all over the world. And people like you uh, wouldn't care. You don't care anything about eternal values. There's no eternal value in you whatsoever. This woman, uh, you know, she accuses people of so many false things, it's unreal. And she didn't like my boy, my son, either. And that's really bad because I really love him with all my heart. And she loves her own son, which is actually is retarded and pays special attention to him and doesn't care anything about somebody that is superior because, you know, there are superior objects, the Lord said. There's people of honor in the church and people of dishonor. And she doesn't give honor to anybody that deserves it. She wants to take over for herself. She's she's tall and uh, big, and she thinks that that has something to do with uh, godliness or that she's right or something. She has learned. I put her out once, and she begged to come back, and so I let her. Um, so if you're going to be uh, keeping God's commandments, uh, do it without dissimulation. Don't try to place yourself above somebody else because God never gave you that job. He didn't give you the intelligence to do that. He didn't give you the anointing. Abhor, hate that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. You know, you're not going to go wrong by cleaving unto the word of God. The word of God is spirit in its life. Be kindly affectioned one to another. Okay, that's talking about the brethren. Well, I don't believe this type of a person, this woman or this kind of men, that uh, are, they're, 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 they're not uh, one to another. They're not being the body of Christ. Be kindly affectioned one to another. You know, I love people that are uh, that love the Lord, that love his word, but they keep antagonizing. God sends devils into churches. Don't think that he doesn't. Even Jesus out of 12, one of them was a devil. Okay, so with brotherly love, in other words, with brotherly keeping of God's commandments in honor, Preferring one another. We're to prefer others before ourselves. And so when you see a pastor that's doing a bigger job than any other pastor on the face of this earth, and you would think you're so mighty to disobey God himself and try to take over what the pastor is doing, you have to be so spiritually insane, it's unbelievable. Verse 11, 
not slothful. You know, this kind of person, you can go into the bedroom and it's just stacked up with clothes and filth and degeneracy. Uh, it's just horrible. Not slothful. And not slothful in business either. And I am not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord, not the devil. Anytime I spot the devil in the church, you better back off. Because I won't put up with it. I'm not going to let some hag cause trouble to my church. The church of the Lord. Verse 12. Rejoicing in hope. The only time I see this person rejoicing is where there's food. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Well, that's what I... You say, why don't you put her out right away? Well, because I'm patient in tribulation. I don't put anybody out of the church unless the Lord tells me to. Or unless they want to go, they can get out. Patient in tribulation. I've had a lot of tribulation, and even the people out in the world know it. They come and congratulate me. Even people that are God's enemies come and congratulate me on that. Because they say, you're so patient in tribulation. Continuing. Instant in prayer. You ask me to pray for you, I pray for you immediately. Uh, verse 13. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Does it say to people that are not saints? Uh-uh. doesn't say that. So many people want us to pay their rent and their uh, food bills and uh, uh, all these different things. Uh, we give out food, but uh, we're distributing to the necessity of the saints. The Lord didn't send the money into the church in the book of Acts for it to distribute to the ungodly Jews outside the church. He sent it in to uh, give to the saints, given to hospitality. We're supposed to be hospitable to people. Uh, but, you know, especially the church, the body of Christ. Verse 14, bless them which persecute you. Well, how do you bless them that persecute you? preach the gospel to them. You rebuke them. You reprove them. That's the best blessing that you could ever give them. That doesn't mean give money to them or anything. No, you're not supposed to strengthen the arms of the wicked. But bless them. The greatest blessing is that you're learning how to get into the kingdom of heaven. Bless them which persecute you. I know that the government, all the government agents are listening to me. And you people, I'm blessing you by telling you what you're doing that's wrong and telling you what you should do to uh, to do right. And curse not. I don't curse, but I tell you, if God tells me, uh, tell the people out there that are doing these things that are stealing babies from their mothers, tell them that I'm going to kill their children. That's not me doing the cursing, folks. That is the Lord. So I don't curse. I have not the ability to curse. And cursing is a lot different than uh, profanity. All right, well, my time has evaporated again. I'd love to just keep going on. I love explaining the Bible, uh, especially when I know nobody else is. And they're telling uh, 
fallacies and all kinds of evil about the Word of God, which is God, distorting God, which is God. So anyway, let's pray. Let's get to God and let's get our souls right with the Lord. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of you, Father, the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father God and Holy Spirit. Uh, Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you heard me. And I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and give the glory to Jesus, our Father, and the Holy Spirit. Now, make sure you get a King James Version of the Bible, the old King James Version. And uh, Sharon is going to tell you now how you can receive a copy of this program, number 652-652. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage. Sharon, tell them how. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo again saying tune in tomorrow for another absolute instructions on how to enter the kingdom of God. Um, uh, Here I am right now with the JDs and the Stamps Quartet to sing Consideration. I run, to which I run, only the Lord, only the Lord, whom I can turn, whom I can turn, Lord in your bless, consideration, consider me, oh Lord, consider me, tide rolling high, tide rolling high, billows divide, Lord hear my plea, Lord hear my plea, don't pass me by, don't pass me by, Lord, when you smile on creation, consider me, oh Lord, consider me, bad winds may blow, bad winds may blow, bad breakers roar, bad breakers roar, they beat on every side, oh, one thing I know, and to be sure, and to be sure, in thee my soul can hug. Boom, 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 boom. 
can you give out heaven's reservation? Consider me, oh Lord, consider me. Lightning may flash, lightning may flash, wild waves may dash, wild waves may dash, the tempest raging hard, sent from above, sent from above, whispers of love, whispers of love, attend my feeble cry, boom, 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 boom. the day will come, Life will be done. Lord in your presence. Let me be one. Lord, when you give up, have a reservation. Consider me. Oh, Lord, consider me.